We're starting a new Sefer Maimonim for the Friedrich Rebbe this time. We finished from the Rebbe Rashab, Tavshin Samech Ches 56-68. Now we'll be starting Tavshin Aleph from the Friedrich Rebbe, which is the year 5701. And um, in English that's 1940 to 1941. So this, my, this uh, Sefer starts off with the Mimer, just like the previous, previous Sefer of Tavshin Samaches, of Rosh Hashanah Mimer, Mesiyat Deshmai Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Aleph, with the, at the help of heaven, Rosh Hashanah, the year Tavshin Aleph. Tiko B'chedesh Shefer B'kez Lim Chagenu. The simple meaning of this verse, according to the commentaries, the Metsudas says, B'chedesh, which means the beginning of the month, meaning to say, on the first on the first day of the of the month of Tishrei, that's when you should blow the Shefer, means a specific time that was already set aside for this event of blowing the shofar, a specific time that was set aside for being a holiday, which is Rosh Hashanah. That's how the Mitzvah David explains it. Rashi says, When the is from the word Chidush, renewing, from the renewal of the moon, which happens at the beginning of the month. And on the specific time, a specific Holiday, which is appointed time for this. That's what Rashi says. And the Radak says, It means the first day of the month. Like another verse, which says, The day after the first day of the month. Because that is the day, why is it called um, Because that's the day which the the moon becomes renewed. And the whole month is called because of the the moon. That's we count our days. We count the calendar according to the moon, the lunar calendar. So it says concerning this day, which is which is Tiku Shayfar, you should blow the Shayfar, just like Moshe commanded you. And this is the idea of Bekese, and he Doc explains, and also Bizman um, in a specific time, a specific time of uh, that was already set aside. Which is a chag from the Chagim Ayuduim Lonu, which is a holiday from those which are known to us, Rosh Hashanah. So that's a simple explanation of Tiku B'chay the Shefer, Bekesa Liyem Chagenu. Blow the Shefer on the month, the, the, when the, the, the Chidush of the Levano, the, when the moon is being renewed, which is the beginning of the month, and the specific appointed time, which is a known holiday, which is Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, it's talking about the first of Tishri, you should blow the Shefer. But Amr Rizal, the sages say on this verse, Eza Chag Shachidush Miskasaboy. Which holiday is the holiday in which the moon, which is called by the word Chodesh, because the whole renewal of the month is by the moon, and that is the time in which the moon is being renewed at the beginning of the month. So what is the month which the Chodesh, the moon, is becoming covered? Um, which is the holiday which the moon becomes covered? Because usually the holidays are at Tesavav, at the, middle of the, at the middle of the month, which is the full moon. So which holiday is unique in the fact that it's, a, it's when the moon is almost all covered? It is all covered. And it's becoming renewed at that in that moment. So that is That's referring to Rosh Hashanah. So that's why it says Tiku Bekesa on the day which the Chodesh, which the moon is Bekesa, Bekisui. So it's also Lushan, not just Lushan Yemud, like a specific appointed time, which is the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, but also Lushan Kisui are covering. What is the day which which holiday is it when the month when the moon is covered? That is only when the holiday falls out in the beginning of the month, which is Rosh Hashanah. So to explain now the spiritual idea of Rosh Hashanah. 
Rosh Hashanah is a day in which the godly vitality is drawn down to all the worlds, the higher and the lower worlds, the Neshamis Ablochim, Partsufim, Mesfides, Alienis, to the souls, to the angels, to the Partsufim, which is referring to all the different um, organizations, the groupings of the Sfides. So this is the day which the new, renewed godly vitality is drawn down to all of existence, all the worlds, higher and lower, to the souls, the angels, the Sfides, Supernal spheres, like we're learning actually now in Tanya and Gerasa Kaidish, um, like we just learned in the previous simon, that it's a this is when the godly vitality is renewed for all of existence. And every year there's a new higher level vitality. This is what it means when it's called the Reisha Shana, not the beginning of the year, it's called the head of the year specifically. Just like the head of a person, which includes within it the general life force of the whole body of the person. All the general life force of the whole body is within the brain, within the head. And all the other organs receive from that general life force and it becomes differentiated, dispersed into the whole um, the whole, the whole body. So that's why Rosh Hashanah is called the head of the year because it is the source of the vitality for the whole year. Because the place in which the general life force of the body resides is within the head, in the brain. And he came in Rosh Hashanah. So that's why it's the same thing. That's the same thing with Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. There's a general life force which is drawn down for the whole year on the Rosh Hashanah. That's why it's called the head of the year. Because within the head is the general life force of the whole body. Within the this day of Rosh Hashanah is the general life force of the whole year. So we have to understand for what reason is Rosh Hashanah specifically the time which the Chodesh, which the moon, is covered? That in this specifically on this day, which the moon is covered, that's when we're celebrating this renewal of the vitality of all of existence, this general vitality being drawn down for all of existence. We're celebrating on a day when the moon is covered. What's the connection? With this spiritual idea of Rosh Hashanah, general Chayes of the whole year, and the covering the moon. So, Rabbeinu, the Altar Rebbe explained in the name of the Baal Shem Tev, this statement, what is the month, which the, what is the holiday which the the moon is covered? He says, what does it mean? The Chidush, the, the novelty, the novel idea which is taking place then, is is covered up then. And this is, like it says in the continuation of the verse, that is referring to the our holiday. Lashin Rabim. This is a Chagenu is actually in a plural tense. So our holidays. Chag What is the plural tense referring to here then? Because it's both a holiday for Hashem and also a holiday for the Jewish people. So this is how the Altarab explains this Maimon Chazal. The Chidush, the renewal, like which we're talking about here, there's a renewal of all the godly general vitality for all existence, all of creation. This chiddush renewal is covered up on this holiday, and that is the day of Chagenu, which is a our holidays, Hashem's holiday, and the Jewish people's holiday. So we have to understand, being that this general renewal of all of the life force of existence, of the general life force of all of the year, is hidden on this day. The chiddush is miskase, is hidden. How can this be called a holiday? Holiday, holy idea of a yomtiv is a idea of simcha, which simcha is the idea of gili in general. When a person is simcha, all of a sudden, all these hidden things, which he usually keeps to himself, his secrets, 
if he's a more introvert, all of a sudden when he's besimcha, he becomes that very, you know, very outward, exuberant, and very an extrovert. The king usually stays within his palace, like Nechassidah says, but when he's besimcha, because whatever the occurrence what happens is the, the chasana of his only son, etc., all of a sudden he comes out and he shows himself to the whole people. Simcha, chag, the holy day of chag, samach bechagecha, simcha. So the holy day of chag is gili. So how can we connect this idea that this is this chiddush of the kolos of the, all the worlds happens on Rosh Hashanah and that is specifically hidden in that moment from the fact that we see that the levana, that the moon is hidden how is that called the Chag? And that, which is the idea of a holiday, which is the idea of Simcha which is the idea of Gili seemingly two total opposites like the Kisui of the Chiddush of the Chayas and the Chag, the Gili when we pirush Rabbeinu Abal Shem Tev Abir Rabbeinu Muvan Deliyesh HaChidush Hu Mechusa but from the way that the 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 um, explains this Maimar Chazal, and from the explanation of our teacher of our Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, it's understood that it's these are not two opposite things. That for Kert, being that the Chiddush, that this Chiddush, this renewal of the vitality of all creation, is hidden specifically on that day. Not only this, that it's a chag, that it's for care, that it is an Indian of Gili, of a holiday, even more so. It's a chagain of Lashanabim. It's, it's our holiday, both a holiday, a Gili for Hashem and a Gili for the Yidin. Chag Lavai Chag so A holiday for Hashem and a holiday for the Yidin. So, from the explanation of the Bashamtiv and the Altar these are not totally opposite themes. They must be actually interconnected, totally interconnected. Uh, that being that there's a the, the chiddush of the chayes is mechuse, not only is it a holiday, but it's it's a holiday for elokus, meaning for Hashem, as a gilion for the yidden. Vehine bekesa. So now let's understand, understand this even more. Bekesa when it says in the verse bekesa liim chagin bekesa who case hey. If you split up the word bekesa, it's case, which is a covering of the hey. What does hey refer to? The hey koi al sfiras amalchus. Always the all the four letters of shemavaya refer to the different spheres. Of Atzilus, Yud is Chachma, the seminal point of the concept of the revelation of godliness. The He is the Bina. That's why it's, there's a Eirech Reich of the He, which stands for the breadth and the width of the revelation. Now the revelation is more expressed in the details. Just like when a person understands the concept, he starts to digest it, understand it, and take it apart, dissect it. And then there's the Vav, which is the six, Gematria six, or it's also a line which goes up to above to below, which stands for the six Midas, the emotive attributes, the emotive traits. And then the last is the Malchus. The last day is Malchus, which is basically the receiving of all that Shefa, of all the godly energy into creation. So Kese also is the the covering of the hay of Malchus. The case in Yoni Kisui, like I just said, case is the idea of a Kisui, of recovering. But Rosh Hashanah Nikra Kese, and Rosh Hashanah, why is Rosh Hashanah Tikkabukhet Hashem from Kese Liam Hagenu? We can say this, ver- this, this verse in Tillam is referring to Rosh Hashanah. How is this idea of Rosh Hashanah called a kesa, a covering for the hay? Because on the Rosh Hashanah, the sphere of Malchus is covered up and it becomes concealed within the Helema Atmi of the Eidensi Baruch, with the essential hiddenness of the infinite essence of Hashem. So that is the idea of the Chodesh Miskasabai, like the Levana is always compared to Malchus also. Malchus is always the receiver. The, the, that's why it's also compared to a woman. And the male is the Zah, Zir Anpin, which is giving over the energy to Malchus, which receives it and then digests it and then 
conceals it and gives it down to the lower level of creation, which is the whole idea of a woman who receives the hashpah from the man, or the drop from the man, and then takes that and develops it into a, an embryo and then it gives birth to a new existence. That's what Malchus does. It takes the energy from Zah and it conceals it and contracts the energy and diminishes it until it's on the level which it can be able to create to bring about an existence which totally doesn't feel its source, which is the created worlds of Biyah. So Malchus of Attilus is just like this woman, which is creating a new child, creating a new existence. And it has the ability to, through the concealment of Malchus, it basically is able to bring the energy down to such a level which it can be a source for these created worlds. So that's why Malchus is synonymous, is symbolized by the moon, which his whole purpose is to receive from the sun. It doesn't have any light of its own. It just receives light from the sun. So that is the idea of the Chodesh, the connection between the Malchus, which is also the Chodesh, this is the Malchus, which is the Levana, same idea of the moon, which is Leis Lama has nothing of its own, just receives from the sun. And the whole idea of Rosh Hashanah is that it is a covering, because in Rosh Hashanah, that is when the Sphira of Malchus, the, the Levana, is covered up. It's not visible. Because the Malchus is becoming concealed and totally um, hidden, not from something else, not because there's a covering over it, but because it's actually Malchus at this moment is drawing back to its source in the hidden essence of Hashem, the hidden infinite essence of Hashem. The Helam Atzmi, it's something which is Helam, there's sometimes this idea of Helam because of this, there's something covering over it, there's a foreign substance which is covering over it. Here, it's the idea of Helen because it's so lofty, it's so high, so spiritual, it's not visible, it's not tangible, it's not relatable for the lower levels of existence to even, it's not revealed to them because it's so high. Just like a person, a Rav is teaching a Talmud, uh, is teaching a student, he could teach a concept that's so lofty, it doesn't resonate with the Talmud at all. Even though he hears it, he could repeat the, 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 the words, but he doesn't get it. It doesn't become revealed within his mind. It's too high for him. Or another more physical example, there's certain noises which human beings are so high, so the pitch is so high, we can't even hear. So this idea of helim, it's not because something covering it, but because it's so high and so above the the limited vessels, limited kalim, limited kichis of the lower creations to appreciate. So Malchus during Rosh Hashanah, it's having this aliyah, this ascent, and becoming concealed and absorbed, basically totally um, hidden within the hidden essence of Hashem. So it's going back to its sublime, lofty source within the essence of Hashem. That is why Rosh Hashanah is the idea of case hey, the covering of Malchus. Not because there's a foreign substance covering it, but because at that moment, Malchus is experiencing an ascent and going back and becoming totally absorbed within the hidden essence of Hashem, and therefore obviously becoming hidden from all of creation. For behold, Rosh Hashanah, who aliyah Malchus, because on Rosh Hashanah there is an ascent for Malchus. At the utmost, the highest peak of ascent within the hidden essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem, which is so lofty, which is hidden automatically, not because it's covered by something, but it's totally hidden from creation because it's so high. And that's why the main service, the main divine service of all the Jewish people on this day is to build up, to rebuild the sphere of Malchus. How do we know that this is the main service of Rosh Hashanah? To rebuild Shiraz Malchus makes sense because Malchus now is in a state of ascent. We have to draw it back down and to bring it back to a state where it can be the source for the divine energy for all of creation. How Malchus is included and hidden within this lofty 
essential source, it's not going to be able to relate to creation and be able to bring down a new energy for the new year and to be a source of general energy for all of creation. Rather, we have to build it, meaning we have to draw it down from that sublime source so it should be able to be infused with a new energy after it's already been ascent, it's already ascended into this source, it's infused with a new energy, we have to draw it down and build it up and make it basically relating to creation so it could be the channel for this new sublime energy. So that's why the main service of Rosh Hashanah is in the building of Spheres of Malchus, bringing it down and basically making it into a channel to channel this new energy. And like the sages say, that the whole point of Rosh Hashanah is, you should say before me, Hashem is telling Jewish people, say before me verses which express my kingship in order to make me a king over you. This is the idea, which you're basically calling Hashem king and bringing all these proofs that Hashem is our king in order to build Malchus and to bring Hashem's kingship down from its lofty source and to relate to creation again. To draw down the Hashem's kingship, Hashem's rulership over all of creation. To draw it down from, to build it, which means synonymous with the idea of drawing it down from its lofty source to relate to creation. And that is only brought about through the service of the Jewish people when they accepting upon themselves the, Shem's, the yoke of Hashem's kingship. Anything which happens above, like we know, the famous Torah of the Hashem Tev, or the Magid, that you should know that everything that happens above is mimach from you. Deeper explanation. Or Hashem is tzilcha, your Hashem is your shadow, just like a shadow falls after the person. The only time that we can get something from above is if we give a equal uh, avoid down here. So how do we arouse a drawing down of a kingship from above? We have to also elicit a similar service from below, which relates to this idea of malchus, of malucha, which that is by being kabbalas il malchus shemayim, accepting upon ourselves the yoke of Shem's kingship, basically means dedicating ourselves, surrendering our will for Hashem's will, and being like a servant who takes upon himself the yoke of the master, even if he doesn't want to do it, he just does it because this is what Hashem wants him to do, this is what the master wants from him. So even if he has no chayas in it, he has no excitement, he just does it because that's what Hashem wants. And he dedicates himself above logic. And that is what's going to draw down Hashem's kingship. So this is the idea of On Rosh Hashanah, you're accepting upon yourself the yoke of Hashem's kingship, which on this day of Rosh Hashanah, we are, it's the day of coronation. We're crowning Hashem with the Keser Malchus, with the crown of kingship. Just like on the day of coronation, you give to the king a crown which expresses his kingship over the whole nation. And this is what we're doing also in Rosh Hashanah, drawing down Malchus from its very lofty source of Keser, which Keser is the crown which totally transcends the head, transcends the chain of creation. And that is the source where Malchus is found in Rosh Hashanah, we have to draw it down. So we're crowning the king, drawing it down from that level, the high level of Keser. So that's why we cry out from the depth of our heart in Rosh Hashanah. We say Hamelech Yeshev Al Kisiram. We don't say Hamelech Ha Yeshev like we usually do during the year in Neshtavach, the king who sits on a lofty throne. Rather, we say the king is sitting in this very moment on the lofty throne, uh, judging the whole world. So he is actually sitting right now. And that is why we're calling out from our depth of our hearts this idea of expressing Hashem's kingship and how He's the king right now over all of existence, the present tense in order to draw down, to build up this kingship, and to draw down to Hashem should be king for the new year. And that's why we also say the king, the, the holy king, instead of 
Hakela Kadish, because we're also expressing Hashem's kingship, crowning his, him as king, accepting upon himself the yoke of Hashem's kingship. And also, we supplicate before Hashem when we say in our davening, you should be king over the whole world, etc., all the different prayers which express Hashem's kingship. All in order to draw down Hashem's kingship, Hashem's malchus to be a channel for the energy for the new year. And all through this, we draw down the malucha shlamayla, the supernal kingship of Hashem, and we build malchus, we draw it down from its lofty source through our expressing Hashem's kingship and accepting ourselves the yoke of Hashem's kingship and calling out from our depths of our heart and really meaning what we're saying that Hashem is the king and everything we have is from Him. That is how we draw down Hashem's kingship. Ubirin. So let's explain this even more. So, Malchus of Atzilis, which is the source, basically, for the energy of all of creation, it has to be channeled through Malchus of Atzilis. Like it says in the verse, your Malchus, Malchus of Atzilis, is the source of all Elam, of all the worlds. And even all of time, it is basically all of the created existence is sourced in the energy which is channeled through Malchus of Atzilis. So Malchus Vatilis, which which extends downward to be a king over the nation, meaning to be a king over all of existence, and by creating and enlivening all the worlds and all the creations of the lower worlds of Abriyatirasia, which are below Atzilis. So that's the idea of Malchus Vatilis, which extends downward, basically to become the source of creation, the source of vitality for all the created worlds, to be a king over all of them just by the fact that he is creating them every moment and giving them life every moment, already shows that he rules over them. He has dominion over all of creation. But on the night of Rosh Hashanah, when it gets dark, so this inner vitality of which is the inner vitality of Malchus, not just the, the outward Basically, the way that Hashem acts as king over all existence without any inner feeling behind it. Just the way that a king, so to say, is a king over his nation, just the, what he does as a king, but rather the feeling behind his being king, his love for the nation, his tainuk, his pleasure which he has in conducting this is his whole country. So at the night of Rosh Hashanah, it gets dark, the inner chayas of Malchus, which is the rotzing, the Hashem's desire and his pleasure to be the king over the whole world, that is what is experiencing an ascent and going back to this lofty source of the hidden essence of Hashem. Because what is the Pneumius of Malchus? It's the Hashem's desire, Hashem's pleasure that he has in being a king. Because the external level of Malchus is just how Hashem conducts, runs the world. But what's the inner core of Malchus? His pleasure that Hashem has in running the world. This inner core of Malchus is what is ascending and becoming removed from creation and basically becoming um, returning back to its source in the level of Malchus Dein Saif. The Malchus, how it's within the infinite essence of Hashem, how it is before the initial symptom, before the initial contraction, concealment of Hashem's infinite energy, which would allow for eventually for finite creations. But this is where Malchus, the inner core of Malchus, the rotten of Hashem, Hashem's desire for creation, Hashem's desire to be king is ascending back to this lofty source before the symptom. How it's, this level of Malchus is totally included, absorbed within Hashem's very essence. And 
And at that state, where Malchus is included in Shem's essence, it's called Melech Yochid, the only king. Which we know that Yochid, there's a difference in Yochid and Echad. Echad always refers to Hashem, how he's one within creation. The Aleph, how it extends within the Ches, which is the seven heavens and the earth, and the Dal Ruchus Elam, the four directions. That's the idea of Echad, how divinity, how godliness relates to creation. But then there's Yochid, which means literally means the only existence. Bincha Yechidcha, your only son. Yochid implies basically this level of Hashem in his very essence, from that perspective that there is no other existence. So at that level, Hashem, this level of Malchus is called Melech Yochid, the kingship, how it is sourced within the Yochid, within Hashem's very essence. And this is referring to Malchus, how it's included within the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem, which like I, just, I just said, Hashem in his very essence is Yochid Yuchod, is the only unique, is the only real existence which exists. From that perspective of the essence of Hashem, there is nothing else that exists. Only after that essence becomes basically becomes concealed and gives out a more finite revelation of divinity, a more revelation, then there leaves room for a separate existence, but still, that separate existence is totally bottled to the air which gives it life every moment. That's the idea of Echot, but on the perspective of Hashem's Atmos, of the true essence of Hashem, before he has extended, so to say, to relate to creation, there is nothing else that exists. And that is the level which Malchus, the Pneumus of Malchus, the Ratzin of Hashem to be king, is ascending to and the night of Rosh Hashanah. This is also the reason why sometimes we say Yachid Melech, the only, the only one, the life of the worlds, who is king, and sometimes we say Melech Yachid the only king who is the life of the worlds. What's the difference between them? Seemingly very similar statements. The Peter's Yachid What does it mean when we say Hashem, the only existence? Who is the life of the world? Which implies that Hashem in his very essence is Yachim Yuchad, is the only true existence, and nothing else exists besides him. But that which Hashem can be life of all the worlds, basically have a relationship with finite creations, something outside, so to say, outside in the perspective of creation from his essence. Referring to the level of divinity which enclosed the vitality which enclosed into the world, that's Yochid, Hashem, in his very essence, is totally Yochid, the only existence. It doesn't have any connection to worlds. In the fact that he does have a connection to the world, the life force of the world, that's only Melech. It only stems from the level of Malchus. Which is basically the Malchus which in, within the infinite essence of Hashem, but after it already has experienced the Tzimtzum, the initial contraction, concealment of that infinite energy, therefore allowing for a feeling of separateness and for a more finite and contracted revelation of a divinity. So, is only from Melech, the basically most external level of the uh, infinite revelation of divinity, which that eventually becomes contracted, the initial Tzimtzum, Tzimtzumadishin. And therefore, allowing out a amshacha of a erimatumtum of the kav, which basically becomes the cheirulam, all channeled through malchus, basically, which means the level of Hashem, where He starts to have a relationship to creation, and that is the even the highest level of malchus. It's the basically the level which starts to go out, so to say, point outwards toward creation, and potentially has a connection to creation. So, 
And now what we say in the other times, the only king, this is referring to Malchus, how it's totally included within the infinite essence of Hashem, within that level of divinity, which there is no other existence besides him on that level. Because there hasn't yet been a Tzimtzum, which leaves room for a feeling of separateness. That's Melech Yochid. As opposed to Yochid Cheirilam Melech. The Cheirilamim comes from the Melech, from Malchus Vein Seif. But Melech Yochid, that is referring to Malchus, which is totally included within the Yochid, within the Atmos. Tehina Yedua, the Chlovus, Pchinas Malchus, Dein Seif, Hu Pchinas Aratzin, the Anemlech. So it's known that in general, Malchus Vein Seif, when we're referring to this level of Malchus, which is included within the infinite essence of Hashem, that's referring to Hashem's desire, the Anemlech, that I, should, I want to be king. Not yet the actual kingship, the actual ruling, the actual vitality and bringing to existence of creation, but rather just Hashem's desire to be king. That is the level of Malchus of Ein Saif. There's two levels within this level of Malchus of Ein Saif. There's one level is where this actually comes into a revealed, expressed desire to be king. This is still in a level of divinity, which is totally above the Tzimtzum, above the initial concealment of the infinite energy of Hashem, which is also totally above, still from actually being an actual king, meaning actual having a relationship with finite created worlds. Even though we're talking about a Ratzin Goliath, a revealed, you know, concrete desire to be king, but it's still above the level of kingship, which the basically is the vitality for creation. Um... The only level which we can talk about, this level of Malchus, which actually has a relationship and becomes vitality in the life force for creation is only after the symptom, after you've concealed this infinite revelation of divinity, then you can talk about a level of godliness which relates to creation, to finite worlds, to something outside of the essence of Hashem, so to say. We'll stop there on the end of the first page, uh, the very last line. So... We've just ended off that basically the panemius of Malchus, the panemius, the inner core of Malchus, which is the Ratzin, Hashem's desire and pleasure in being king, this is the level that on the night of Rosh Hashanah ascends back and returns back to its source within the infinite essence of Hashem, the Malchus of Ein Soif. Um, that is the level of Melech Yochid. The Malchus, how it's totally included, absorbed within the infinite energy of Hashem. And then we just said that there, in general, within the Malchus of Ein Soif, which is the, this is the idea of Ratzin, Hashem's desire to be king. There's two levels within that. There's how this desire comes into a revealed, expressed way. And this is also within the Adrian say before the Tzimtzum, which is still above having a relationship with worlds, which is only starts after the Tzimtzum. So we're in the middle of explaining the first level of Malchus Vain when it's the Ratzin Goli, the revealed desire to be king over worlds.